0: For Arizona Public Media, I'm Mark McLemore, and this is Arizona Spotlight. Coming up, listen to some award-winning poetry created by three writers who are in middle school. Meet an up-and-coming Tucson band called Taco Sauce and the concluding episode of Youth Crossing Gender Borders. Those stories are next on Arizona Spotlight. This summer, the U of A Poetry Center, the Pima County Public Library, and AZPM collaborated on a poetry contest for students from kindergarten to high school age. The theme was What do you want the world to know about how you feel? And winners were chosen in three divisions by a panel of local artistic luminaries. Next, I'll talk to three middle school-aged writers who were singled out for their excellence. Finn, who is 12 years old, Avery, who is also 12, and Wade, who is 11.
1: My name is Finnegan McGill. I am 12 years old, and I go to Hermosa Montessori Charter School.
0: What grade are you in?
1: I am in seventh grade.
0: Did you do some homeschooling or or, um, virtual schooling last year at the end of the year?
1: Yeah, a bit of virtual schooling.
0: And what do you think about that? How has that been for you?
1: Well, it has its pros and cons. So some cons are not seeing friends and not actually getting to be there. But some pros are you still get to see everyone, which is very nice. And you just learn.
0: How did you get into writing poetry?
1: Well, I just like to express my feelings in different ways and not just saying them or keeping them to myself but actually writing them down.
0: Well, would you like to read your poem for us?
1: Sure. Haiku Feels by Finnegan McGill Happy, sad, confused These feelings I feel today With COVID-19 Happy at my home With my family and my dogs And playing outside Sad without my friends Sad that I can't go to school and that people die. Confused with COVID, not eating at restaurants, and with the whole world. A hundred thousand people in Arizona, infected and sick. My heart breaks for them, scared and alone by themselves. Hope they get better. Social distancing, wear your mask and stay healthy. Washing your hands well. Be strong together. All for one and one for all. We got this, A.Z.
0: (laughs) Well, you did a fantastic job of reading that. And I think that it is really interesting that even though you cite some of the worst things about the pandemic and some of the scariest things, you still managed to turn it into a positive message at the end. Thank you. Well, thank you.
2: My name is Avery. I go to Orange Grove Middle School. I'm 12 and I just started seventh grade.
0: How did the shift over to doing remote learning work for you? What do you think are the good or bad parts of that?
2: Well, I think it's probably better that I've had a year in middle school and then remote learning because I don't know what I'd do if I were a sixth grader right now.
0: What do you enjoy studying the most in school?
2: I enjoy the subjects math and science the most.
0: Since I asked you what you'd like to do in school, I guess I should ask you what you like to do outside of school. What are some of your favorite hobbies?
2: I really love crafting, but one of the biggest things I do is horseback riding.
0: Share some of the things that you like most about going horseback riding.
2: Well, I kind of just grew up around horses. Ever since I was a baby, my mom would take me to the barn who's owned by a friend I mean, we own two horses. I ride one horse, and my mom would ride the other. And we go there almost every day, and we'll both ride. But there was a point when we had to schedule times to come to the barn. Only had a certain time window.
0: Was it because of the pandemic? Yes. And that must have been hard because your horses don't understand why you're not there when you heard the theme of the contest, uh, what you want the world to know about your feelings, was that a challenge for you or did you feel like you had a lot you wanted to share about what life's been like this past year?
3: Well,
2: during this pandemic, I feel pretty privileged as I know a lot of people don't get to get out that much. One of my trial poems that I tried to write, it was about being quarantined and isolated. But then I felt like I couldn't really write that since I'm not as isolated as other people may be.
0: Well, would you like to read your poem for us now?
2: Sure. It's titled Face Mask. Protect me from the shards of what is now broken, from the wanting of knowing what I can't know, from the carelessness of others. Them ignoring you is not a joke. Hide the expression on my lips a nonverbal way to convey how I feel. Hide all the things that come from my nose and mouth, like a tiny atmosphere right under my eyes. You're my only shield, my only weapon. You'll stay with me forever if nobody knows your name.
0: You're a very soft-spoken person, Avery, but I wonder, do you consider yourself to be a shy person?
2: (laughs) That's funny. My mom, she's in the corner of my room, and she's telling me to speak up, but... (laughs) I don't know. I feel like I've gotten better about this. But now, looking back, I'd consider myself kind of shy.
0: But not only did you write a poem that shared these personal things, you also just did an interview with me that's going to be heard by thousands of people.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: And I'm just super impressed, and I'm happy to have heard you read it. Thank you, Avery.
2: Thank you.
4: So my name is Wade Patrick Olson. Currently, I homeschool. Um, I used to go to Hermosa Montessori, and I'm hoping to go back there next year. And I am 11 years old, and I'm in sixth grade.
0: Hi. What kind of animals do you have?
4: I have um, one golden retriever, 11 chickens, <laughs> and one hermit crab.
0: Do the chickens all have names? Yes. What are your, a couple of your favorites?
4: My two favorites one of them is named Arctic, because when she was a chick, she um, looked a lot like a Arctic tern.
0: <laughs> well, that's very specific. I like that. And then what about the other one?
4: My second favorite chicken, her name is Cuddles. <laughs> but we named her Cuddles because when she was a chick, she wasn't doing well. And she's very, a lot smaller than any of the other chickens. And I don't know what type she is, but it's a very interesting kind of chicken, and they, and they have these head feathers. And when they were when they were baby, I mean she was so tiny. me mean my dad would go in there at night, and we just like kind of like hold her with one arm close to us. And then I guess we kind of spoiled her a little bit. And then eventually she'd start chirping for us. Yeah. And then eventually we kind of eased out of it. But she's she's probably the most friendly one.
0: So you enjoy caring for animals? Is that something that you've thought about doing later in your life?
4: Yeah. I'm actually thinking about having maybe like a ranch or something.
0: Well, it sounds like you're off to a good start. So your poem is one of the longest, Wade, and I'd really like you to read it for us now.
4: Sure. You feel like
0: you're ready? All right.
4: A World Torn Apart by Wade Olson. This is history playing out before our very own eyes. The world is locked down. People are trapped inside their home. In some places, people are fighting for rights. Fighting for rights they should have had a long time ago, no matter what the color of their skin. Some people are scared and worried. Others ignore. Fear and confusion reign. You and everyone in the world are playing out history. Second by second. Minute by minute. Hour by hour. We watch history play out. Day by day week by week, month by month. You make a difference. You fight for rights for everyone to be treated equally. You keep people safe by wearing a mask. A mask becomes history. That is what I want in the world. I want everyone to be treated with kindness, in a friendship and with love, no matter what their color. I want to keep everyone safe. When we come out of this, we need to come together. This is what I want the world to know.
0: That was 11-year-old Wade, preceded by 12-year-olds Avery and Finn. Their poems were recognized for excellence in the middle school division, and you can read all the winning compositions at azpm.org. Next week on this show, we'll meet the winning high school students. Taco Sauce has been voted Best Punk Band for the last two years in Tucson Weekly's Best of Tucson poll, but that genre hardly defines them. This trio shifts between surf rock, punk, and Latinx influences. Bandmates Gabby Montoya and Isabella Rodriguez founded the group in 2018. They've recently been joined by Kiawit Viegas on drums. The first voice featured in this story, produced by Andrew Brown.
5: When did I first hear about taco sauce? Um, probably about a year and a half ago, and it was just like this... Uh, band that came out onto the scene. I'm like, who is this? So I was like, huh, I could see myself playing in this band. Wait.
6: now? Okay, hi, we're Taco Sauce, and we are your entertainment for this evening. I started playing guitar at about like 14 or 15, and mainly just like acoustic guitar. It wasn't until probably like three or so years ago that I started trying to play electric guitar again and like gaining all of the like very difficult skills you need to be like a proficient and like technically skilled electric guitarist. I'd always wanted to do like like a girl punk like riot girl punk band but it was hard for me to find like, a format that would work for me. I had heard about Izzy and I had knew I had known she played bass, so uh, I, like, hit her up on Instagram and was like, hey, that's cool, you play bass? Like, I'm actually trying to start, like, a girl band. Like, you wanna come jam? Yeah, New Year's Day 2018.
7: And she showed me what she had, we jammed a little bit, things started working, and uh, immediately I noticed we had, like, pretty strong musical chemistry.
6: We just, it just, settled into it and started working on music and started playing shows and it just kind of like blew up pretty quickly. (laughs) It kind of gave me a space to like explore these other very like Fem brown girl centric ideas that like are difficult to express in other platforms and um, and every time I saw like another woman respond to that and be like yes like that's like that's what I'm feeling like I'm glad somebody said this I was like okay th- like this is working let's keep kind of like exploring these ideas.
0: they're
5: definitely bringing something new to Tucson. That the on your bike, to you me to With taco sauce, it's its own genre and it doesn't stay in one style. Like, it's not punk, it's not rock and roll, it's not Latinx, it's all of these things combined and created.
7: It's nice because I don't feel like we've been like pigeonholed um, into like a certain genre or a certain kind of sound. A band that inspired that of me was Queen. They all came together, and Brian May was like this like metalhead, and then like <laughs> Freddie Mercury like opera, and so they all kind of came together, and uh, you know just did what they felt like playing, and played what they felt like playing, and, and that's how I kind of feel about this band. i pretty much listened to like rock and roll my whole life. When I was like 13, 14, getting into like the New York Dolls and T Rex and stuff, like the fashion really spoke to me. It's all part of like the artistry of rock and roll. I don't think of rock and roll as just like musical notes, you know, it's like the culture, the attitude and everything.
6: if I like go out to a show, I'm gonna wear like my coolest outfits, I'm not gonna, so it's like if I'm gonna go on stage for my own show and be like, I'm gonna put on my punk hat now and dress like grungy, like that's not me, you know? So it's like no, like I am super femme, I am super like fashion forward, I'm gonna be me and even more elevated on stage, you know, like and it's and it has gotten more elevated. I want to be able to be
7: as feminine as I want to be and still be taken seriously as a musician. And I kind of want to subvert the, the idea that in order to be taken seriously as a rock musician, that women have to not care about what they look like or not wear too much makeup or, or dress in a way that's not too feminine.
5: When I'm behind the drums of any kind while I am serving looks. <laughs> Um, I feel the most comfortable in my own skin. Within the past two years, I've been really bringing more thoughtfulness to what I wear, how I present myself, all those different things, uh, especially being a a trans woman. I have to uh, definitely consider all of the things I do up until a performance. And it's most recently, when coming out, that I've been able to express myself fully. The, the missing component, where I am now, is the most powerful for me.
6: Kiawe everyone.
0: That story was produced in February by Andrew Brown for Arizona Illustrated on PBS 6. You can see the video of Taco Sauce in action at azpm.org. And now, the final episode of a five-part Arizona Spotlight series, Youth Crossing Gender Borders. It explores the landscape of young people and gender identity. Laura Markowitz talks to teens, parents, and experts on the forefront of understanding. Transgender and gender non-binary people represent a small percentage of the population but they experience a disproportionately high rate of hate crimes committed against them. Why is gender identity so controversial? Laura Markowitz takes a closer look.
8: Gender is more than just a function of our biology or self-identity. It's woven into every part of our culture, fashion, laws, education. It's also embedded in our language. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I use she, her pronouns.
9: I prefer masculine pronouns, he, him, his. I use they or she pronouns. I do he, him.
8: Self-defining one's gender through pronouns is a relatively recent phenomenon that's gained popularity, especially on college campuses. Sherry Bauman is a professor of counseling at the University of Arizona. And she says our culture has always been fixated on gender. Very often the first question that's
3: asked when a child is born, even before it's healthy, is it a boy or a girl? It's a very recent understanding that, well, it might be boy or girl, but it could be a variety of other possibilities.
8: They might be transgender, which means their physical body doesn't match their inner gender identity. Or they might be gender non-binary, which means their gender is somewhere on the spectrum between male and female or they might be intersex. Intersex
3: is rarely spoken about and actually is a, is a reasonably significant portion of the population. It's about as common as being born a redhead. Those are people who are either born with ambiguous genitalia or whose chromosomes don't match their external
8: gender appearance. Bauman's point is that humanity has always included a wide variety of genders, not just female and male, but good luck trying to find a card for a newborn that isn't for a boy or a girl. We want black and white. Or pink and blue. And this is very gray. There's one more piece to consider in the gender puzzle. Rich Muzinski is a clinical psychologist who specializes in gender identity issues.
9: The phenomenon of gender like, includes people who are cisgender, and those are people who feel comfortable in the gender that they're assigned at birth.
8: That describes the majority of people. Our society was designed for the cisgendered. Think of bathrooms and locker rooms, sports teams, and the myriad forms you have to fill out throughout your lifetime that only offer you the choices female or male.
9: And the privilege of being cisgender is you get to be comfortable in who you are and your style of clothes, your way of being in the world, and no one questions
8: that. Transgender and gender non-binary people are at a higher risk than any other minority group for discrimination, physical violence, and bullying. It starts as early as preschool. Sherry Bauman says a typical insult that kids use is to call a gender non-conforming child it. It makes you a thing. It makes you not even human. We talk about
3: a process called moral disengagement, which is about allowing ourselves to violate our own principles. I mean, using an it, making them less than human, makes it okay to treat them badly. I don't want to be a bad person. I don't want to be an immoral person, but I've joined in on this, and what do I tell myself? Well, they're not really human. Humans are either male or
8: female, so they're not. Almost 2% of high school students identify as transgender. That's according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, Their 2017 Youth Risk Behavior Survey found that 35% experience bullying, 27% feel unsafe at school. Their tormentors are cisgender. Sherry Bauman and Rich Musinski and others believe that misinformation fuels transphobia. One example is the claim that critics make that when a child goes through a normal childhood phase, like wanting to be a tomboy for a year, Activist doctors and parents will call it gender dysphoria and rush to put the child on hormones to turn them into the other gender. Marty Vandervoort is a counselor at the University of Arizona and says this is not the way it happens. Part of how we
3: actually diagnose gender dysphoria in kids is the sort of the criteria of persistence, insistence, and consistence. If I don't grow out
8: of my I want to be a boy phase, I'm likely a boy. Some of the most vocal critics say they don't dislike transgender people, they just don't believe transgender is a real thing. So therefore they're against any laws that legitimize it. And in fact, some believe it's a dangerous fad caused by peer pressure and even parental pressure. Rich Musinski dismisses these arguments as more misinformation.
9: Nobody can cause someone to be transgender We know that transgender people and gender non-binary people have existed since the human beings have existed. It's in every culture and every historical period.
8: The American Medical Association, the American Psychological Association, the American Academy of Pediatrics, and many other major health and mental health organizations recognize and affirm transgender people.
9: You know, there's plenty of information that says this is a natural, normal part of the human experience for some people, and there's nothing to fear from transgender people.
8: Researchers have been looking into the cause of gender dysphoria for decades. They've done studies of identical twins where one is transgender. They've done studies comparing the brain structures of transgender people to cisgender people. So far, there are only theories, but no answers.
9: We don't know why this exists for some people, why, why this is part of the human experience, but I would say, who cares? It's time to accept that there are some people who are like this.
8: But not everyone accepts it. There are those who believe that children can be guided away from their so-called gender confusion. Some claim that conversion therapies, also called reparative therapies, can turn those children into cisgender people. But conversion therapies have been widely discredited as false science. They're illegal in 18 states and more than 60 cities and counties.
9: I used to get parents bringing their kids to me saying, make sure this kid isn't trans. You will do harm to children if you try to get them to change their gender identity.
8: Conversion therapy has been shown to heighten the risk of suicide in young people.
9: You're being told that you are a sinner or you're a pervert or you're a criminal for being just the way you are in the world, that's when we start seeing people get depressed, anxious, suicidal, angry.
8: Muzinski says support and affirmation are game changers.
9: There's research that shows when parents support children when they come out, all those risk factors, they just drop precipitously. When I see parents support kids, like from the very beginning, those kids are doing well. They don't necessarily have depression or anxiety. They learn how to be proud of who they are because that's the antidote to the shame that people are made to feel.
8: He says youth who cross gender borders have an important message for all of us.
9: What transgender kids and gender non-binary kids are showing the world is that you could tell me who you think I am, but this is who I am, and this is what I'm good at, and this is what I enjoy doing, and it doesn't matter what body I'm
8: in. This message might sound familiar. Women have been saying it for a long time.
9: When a society or a culture starts saying that men are better than women, automatically there are rules, ideas, customs about what defines a man, what defines a woman.
8: And then trans and gender non-binary people come along and they break those rules. They make the categories of masculine and feminine fluid and maybe meaningless. Musinski and others believe this may be the deep root of transphobia.
9: One of the things that the transgender civil rights movement, I think, is going to add to the world and one of the gifts that they bring is to be able to have a new way of dismantling patriarchy and sexism. They are dismantling the very notion that men are better, that cisgender is better.
8: But in the meantime, Republican lawmakers in a dozen states have introduced bills just in the last two months that would roll back rights of transgender people. In some states, parents would be reported to Child Protective Services for supporting their trans and non-binary kids doctors would be fined or jailed for administering hormone therapies, these young people already face significant obstacles to growing up to be happy and healthy human beings. And it's likely that they will continue to be at high risk as long as their lives continue to be up for debate. For Arizona Spotlight, this is Laura Markowitz. God fear
4: an angel. Where did you come from You lost your wings years ago
0: This concludes the series Youth Crossing Gender Borders. The music was written and performed by Noah James. To learn more about resources in Tucson for transgender youth and their families and to hear the other episodes visit azpm.org Thank you for listening. The show originates in the AZPM Radio Studios. AZPM's interim news director is Duncan Moon. The music is by Calexico. The production engineer is Jim Blackwood. I'm producer and host Mark McLemore. Arizona Public Media's original programming is made possible in part by the Community Service Grant from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.